Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Left Turns and Loud Noises, episode 8. Today is March 15th, 2019, and Kevin is in my town and won't come visit me. hey so, uh, I am kicking Kevin out of here. It's been nice knowing you. It's been real. Go fuck yourself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. But welcome back, guys. We didn't have an episode earlier this week, unfortunately. We are in our 20s, so we all have much bigger responsibilities than just a podcast about racing that even though, you know, we're grateful for all 50 listeners, we would, you know, we do have to take care of ourselves every now and then, but we're Uh, back. Fuck fuck you. I'm only 19. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, man, I'm trying to give you more credit than usual. Okay. Unless unless we have a listener who has a shit ton of money and want to sponsor us. Yes. yes, (laughs) No, I think that's a, yeah. See, and then we can really focus on for better quality. Uh, yeah um but yeah uh you know we missed a lot um from this weekend i went to the saint pete race and um for indycar which i got unbelievable access talked to a lot of drivers and i'm gonna drop a little conversation i had with um mateus light i'm never gonna get his name right and i apologize to him i butchered his name during the interview (laughs) but i'm gonna drop that somewhere in there we're gonna talk about um the ism race last week from cup to xfinity and we're gonna give some previews and at the end of the episode we're gonna talk captain marvel so and and marvel in general so if you haven't seen that movie i will give you a warning when we're about to talk about it to end the episode for yourself at that point all right but move, moving along, I'm going to go ahead and just say that IndyCar is, it's unbelievable the access you get into that. Like, so I got there on Sunday and immediately, like, as soon as I got inside the area, which is almost like a festival ground, because, like, you have all these, like, food vendors, you have these rides and just like, different types of bars that you can go to that have different types of styles of drinks. But as soon as you get in there, like, it's just a combination of the fans and the crew it's right they're all right there next to their garage it's barely even fenced off or anything i was in there for five minutes and i saw will power right in front of me signing autographs just no one around him just will power 
in his fire suit, just taking pictures and signing autographs. It was unbelievable. Um, have you guys actually been to an IndyCar race? I have not. I grew up. Which race did you go to? Uh, back when they were racing in Atlanta. Oh I man, mean, did you go to that race where like everyone wrecked? Um, because that no. was one of the worst wrecks I've I've seen that wasn't a fatality. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. I mean, I was what? I was six. That years was two thousand and three, I think, when they had that yeah. one, and that's the reason they stopped racing at Atlanta was because of that giant wreck. Dang. They just they they can't be having pack racing, and they never learn from their mistakes. But um. But yeah, the access was unbelievable. I was walking, like, they let me into the grandstand with a general admission ticket. Me and I met up with this guy who had never seen an Indy car race. He was only familiar with the Indy 500. That was about it. Um, so I was just explaining everything to him throughout the race. Um, but I, I walked to the end of the grandstands by turn one, and there is the pit box where Paul Tracy, Townsend Bell, and Lee Diffie are. And, and, and I'm a huge, huge fan of Lee. Like, I was, it's Lee. Did I get his name wrong? Diffy. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, okay. I was like, oh, fuck, it's Duffy, isn't it? No. And, like, I I actually, originally, I noticed, I recognized Paul Tracy at first, because Paul Tracy is one of the most recognizable people in racing. He's, like, a big, bald guy. No, 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 that's Todd Bodine. Him and Todd Bodine look so alike, actually. (laughs) Paul Tracy has, like, thin white hair, and it's just crazy. Like, I just remember Paul Tracy back in the day. He was just such a, not a fiend, but just, like, not... I can't even say a villain. He was just someone you don't fuck with. Yeah. Like him. He was, he was the, he was that guy back then, but I waved to him and I was like, Paul, what's up? And he just kind of gave me the most casual, like I'm, I'm here. Like I'm getting paid. I'm here. Like, but I, I Lee Diffie, when he was done um, doing his shot, I, he took off his headset. And I, hey Lee, what's going on? And he's like, and it just in his beautiful accent just starts talking to me. And I'm like, like I, please, please, please. Like, all of us from the subreddit, like NASCAR subreddit, are begging you to come back to NASCAR. And he just burst out laughing. And he told, he's like, it, I can't do his accent, but he said that was two of the most fun weekends he's ever had. So Lee That's Diffie awesome. to NASCAR, back to NASCAR, confirmed. Um, you heard it here first. But yeah, no, that was really cool that I got to talk to him. Um, the race itself was kind of, uh, you know, I guess not boring, but anticlimactic. You know, the restarts were definitely exciting. I, I IndyCar restarts are insane. I can't believe they didn't wreck on the first um, go, first go at it, um, because they're two by two going to one, and then every other restart is single file. And on one of them, the second, I, I think it was Will Power. No, Will Power was leading. It was, it was Rosenquist. Yeah. It was Rosenquist, who I didn't know who he was, and now I'm a huge Rosenquist fan. Um, he just. He just took off. He said, see you later. And unfortunately, he had an issue on pit road that cost him. But a huge, huge weekend for Penske. I mean, Will Power and, um, and Joseph Newgarden, both top fives. And Simon Pagano finished in seventh, which, I mean, I guess is good for Simon. Like, he needs, yeah, to, he needs to have better finishes. But I was really hoping that Alexander Rossi would, you know, make a good run at it. Um, Felix Agreed. is going to have more races where, he's, where his pit crews are. He's not going to mess up on pit road. You know, he's... He looked, He was the the driver that impressed me the most. How many laps did he lead? That it doesn't say how many laps he led. Unfortunately, it just gives me points. But um, yeah, that was it. Was really fun. The cars aren't as loud in, in person as I thought they'd be, but it, it, they only were hitting one seventy going into turn one. And I know at Indy they're so much louder because they're going like two thirty. Yeah. Um. 
I'm my goal is to try and do indie this year. Like I, I would rather do indie car races than NASCAR. The only thing about IndyCar car that I will say that is unfortunate is that you cannot bring alcohol to the races. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I, I couldn't bring any alcohol, but it's also, you could just sneak it in. Like they yeah. didn't really like pat me down. I could just have brought flasks in and shit. Like, you know, but don't, you didn't hear that from me. Don't do that because I said it, I'm not trying to get in trouble <laughs> with these guys. But um, car if you're listening, sponsor us. Under the, under the <laughs> table, you can pretty much sneak anything into any sporting event if you get those plastic airplane yeah. flasks. Um, but what what else? Um, so yeah, it was pretty fun. But what really made it very exciting at the end was, um, one of the fans told me that all the IndyCar drivers have these mopeds and they ride them back to their, um their van or trailers or whatever and if you stand there at the end you can get autographs and like meet the drivers and not a lot of people know about this but it's like right there at um where the grandstands were split near turn one so i go there after the race and i actually was trying to run down robert wickens to um talk to him um because i saw him in the wheel in his wheelchair by um i want to say it was uh colton herda's uh pit box and he actually just he he got out of there so quickly like he definitely outwheeled me so i mean man man still knows speed he's no still a racer what. no it was it was cool just to see him though i'm glad that he made an appearance i remember he tweeted like hey i know everyone's excited to see me please don't touch my back it's still very tender yeah i know if i had met him i would not have like tried to like you know give him a handshake or anything i would just been like you know i'm just grateful that you're here but um yeah after that i met mario andretti was the first one to come through and i actually had like a nice conversation mario he's so much shorter than i thought he would have been like he's probably i'm talking like maybe five six at the most like oh, and man. i'm six foot three for like comparison so he i really towered over the guy i got some pictures with him um i met marco andretti um charlie kimball's very nice i i felt so bad though i was like i was because charlie had a rough day at the race um he finished in 17th. I said, Oh, don't worry. You'll get him next time at Barber. And he said, and he looks at me and he's smiling. He's like, I'm not racing at Barber, man. My <laughs> next race is at the ovals. And I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. But like, I know you'll do fine. Like, I'm like, I hope, I hope you do well. And I was like, thanks man. That means a lot. So Charlie was a good sport about it. Um, you know, these guys are just happy that they're even recognized. I feel like at times, especially these yeah. like, like guys like Charlie Kimball. Um, I met Hinchcliffe. He's taller than most people would expect. Um, Rossi's a nice guy. He was signing a lot of autographs. Unfortunately, I didn't get to meet him. Um, Graham Rahal is super nice. Uh, who else did I meet? Oh, I met um, Brian Herta's son, Colton. He's also very, very short. Um, but Colton's 18 years old and had a very good race. Finished eighth. Um, wow, but I that was, was his first start? I believe it was his first start. Um, but yeah, um he has a promising future don't don't count him out of these ovals he might honestly uh he might honestly surprise some people but um what is it we were talking about earlier his car number is the exact same everything as dale jr so (laughs) it's just wild it's like the neon piss green for jr he's already going for that nascar fan base i mean dude it worked i'm already i'm already hooked but um I think that the the coolest thing was after all that, like with the scooters, um, I just walked into the IndyCar garage and no one stopped me. I just walked in there like I I belonged in there. Nobody stopped me to ask me for credentials or for a pass. I just went in and I got to talk to more drivers. And 
Um, I actually got to interview, as I mentioned, um, Mateus, which was really cool. He's a, he's 20 years old. He It was actually his third time at St. Pete because he did Indie Lights there. Um, he's only 20? He's only 20. So oh, I wow. tried I to refrain from asking him because I, okay. I was trying to lead into a question about like going out in St. Pete because he's been there before. He's 20, <laughs> and I'm not trying to get him in trouble. So yeah. But he's a suit. Like, it was crazy because I was walking by him at first, and he's just – it was this, just this kid with an afro, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know why everyone's surrounding this guy. He doesn't look like a driver. And I go to Alexander Rossi's box, and some, I'm like, oh, do you think there's any more drivers out here? And one of the guys like, yeah, no, um, Mateus Least is over there. Like, you should go talk to him. I think he actually said his name was Matthias, so that's probably why okay. I started calling Not him Matthias. But um, I'll blame someone else for my mistakes. Yeah, don't know anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just walked over, and I said, hey, man, I'm so sorry, because he crashed out. He he got his teammate got into the wall. It was um not Ed Jones. It was oh I guess it was Ed Jones. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Ed Jones was the one that hit the wall. Like Ed on. Jones wrecked, and then um, Mateus got into him, like just barely got him, but the tire went flying, and I was like, I talked to him, and he gave you know I'm gonna splice the interview somewhere around here. You know I'll I'll make it sound as nice as possible. Fortunately, your race ended early, but outside of that, what do you think of the car today? Well, it was uh, fortunately not a good race for us, but you know, sometimes it is what it is. You're not the wrong, you're at the wrong place at the, you know, the wrong time. So uh, it was, uh, it was a period because the guys, the guys worked pretty hard this weekend. Our sponsors were here supporting us, so uh, not to finish the race that we wanted to, but you know, looking forward to the next one. I think the car was not bad. We had space to be to be running the top 12, top 10, which was our main goal this weekend. So. Uh, we'll see. Looking forward to the next one now. Have you been to St. Pete before? Uh, yes, that was actually my third time here. I raced in Indy Lights and an Indy car last year. You enjoy it down here? Is this a pretty nice venue? I mean, I, it's it's warm as hell, especially in March. Yeah, it is. This is like my favorite track of the calendar besides Indianapolis. So uh, it's a pretty good place to race and uh, just happy to be here one year. So that can lead me into my next question real quick. Is that Indianapolis the, the race that you want to circle on the calendar that you think that probably is going to be your best performance? Oh yeah, I think so. We have a pretty good car there. We showed that last year, so uh, of course, looking forward to this uh, month of May. I think we have a lot of potential to be running the front, so uh, we just gotta, you know, keep working together and uh, between the two cars, and then we're gonna get there eventually. All right, perfect. Well, thank, thank you so much for your time. Have a good night. Thank you. But you know, he was a super nice guy. He gave me two minutes of his time, which is all I could have ever have asked for. Um, and yeah, it's just a stepping stone. I'm a lowercase, uh, uh, J journalist. So, you know, I gotta, I, I'm not really asking the hard hitting questions. I'm just trying to find out what you like doing for fun. Do you like pineapple on pizza? <laughs> I should have asked him that. Literally see, every see Q&A he's one I of my... ever see. That's like the number one question asked. I forgot to ask him the, ma- the, 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 the question though, that I'm trying to ask everyone when they, um, come on the show from now on, which is. Um, you know, if you can go back in time to one moment in NASCAR history or racing history in general, what would you like to witness live? So, you know, have we answered that? No, we haven't answered that. Would you like to answer that? I'm interviewing. Yeah, can we can we do that right now? Yeah, sure. Nolan, you still there? Yep. All right. Well, Nolan, since I haven't heard you at all, you want to go first? Put you on the spot. Yeah, put me on the spot. <laughs> Damn. Sorry, I forgot to mention this. Oh, this. oh, you guys are really gonna make me go first. Yep. Yeah, I'm really making you go first because I don't think you've spoken this episode. 
I have. I have. I promise. <laughs> well, I mean, right now. can you think of any moment in in racing history that you would like to go back in time and witness live? Honestly, I would love to have seen Dale Earnhardt Sr. win the Daytona 500. And I know that that's such an easy one to like, yeah. like poke at, but the idea of standing in the stands and seeing the three car going down pit road and just high-fiving everybody. I just, I feel like, you know, we see it on TV like all the time, which is really cool. But to have like that moment in your head from your own view, I think would have been really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's pretty much, I I assume anyone that comes on here is going to say that or like maybe, um, maybe 92 Atlanta. I feel like those are like, the two major ones that I'm I got I got one on. besides that. Ooh. So, probably more than those two just cuz well I I'm thinking not maybe for a historical standpoint but like just a race in general the 2002 Bristol Night Race the one where like oh five dude, drivers I, were like throwing shit at other drivers as they were getting taken out. Jeff Gordon well, gave Rusty the bump and run with like two oh. to go. That was and that was Gordon's like he broke his longest losing streak at that point of thirty three yeah. races too, which was like that a was, huge deal for him. It was just such a chaotic race. Oh no, that was awesome. I'm a war I was a Ward Burton fan back then, so like when he got wrecked out, I was very upset. And when he threw the 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 gloves at Junior, like <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing. And he's like, I just wish I had something bigger to throw <laughs> yeah. through the window. <laughs> <Good Lord. laughs> Dale Junior should be shocked. Just like the environment sitting there, especially because that was like peak during that they had a graphic that popped up with all the damage that had been done it was like there were five driver meltdowns one (laughs) um one two gloves had been thrown one ambulance abuse which i remember elliot sadler got wrecked um late in the race and just punched the ambulance which i can't imagine felt great but Oh my god, Bestwick was just loving that entire yeah, I, race. Like, I've gone back and like watched that whole race, and the commentators are just like, "2002 so might be some of the best Bristol races that we've ever seen." Honestly, yeah. like those those are so memorable because the Jimmy Spencer Kurt Busch race, like that's Kurt's first win, and that that battle was just unbelievable for the win. That was when there was still only one groove. Like, oh man, kind of off topic. Most memorable because you like Gary and Dale and. It's also another Bristol night race that will never be forgotten. Oh, yeah. Kind of off topic. Well, I guess on topic since we're talking about Bristol. I I like new Bristol better than old Bristol. I okay. think having two yeah, lines that you can run and pull slide jobs and everything is just so much fun to watch. Like the 2018 Bristol night race was so good. I think you're allowed garbage opinions, but I mean, I won't, I won't really respect it. To be it fair, I never grew up to witness the... Uh, the old Bristol and it's prime, but like mm-hmm. what I've been, what I've watched over the last like three or four Bristol races have just been fantastic. I'm sure. So yeah. I'm um, going to agree with Kevin on this. Hey-o. Because you're old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing. It's, it's funny because whenever you have a NASCAR race that um, ends up with a lot of carnage, what do NASCAR fans bitch about? Oh, there's too much wrecks. You know, too many cars yeah. got tore up. That's not racing. Well, okay. Bristol, old school Bristol, lots of cars, you know, get damaged. I know bump and run, that's like a very popular thing. Oh, yeah. New Bristol, it, 
you're able to you are able to race and go side by side and not tear up equipment and the racing is pretty good. I mean it's two lane yeah. racing. You got you got a high line, you got a low line, you've got people doing slide jobs on each other. It's it's exciting. It's fun. What do NASCAR fans do? They bitch about it because it's not the Because no pistol. one's fighting each other. Everyone was <laughs> fighting each other back in the day. I mean, if we don't have drivers jumping on other cars, it's cars not a good race. Different. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I mean the drivers now they're uh um I don't want to say pussies, but um, but nobody I, wants to fight each other no, anymore. Man, nobody Lugano wants to have that rivalry. Do hey, what? Don't, don't you don't you say that in the name of Daniel Suarez? <laughs> okay, well, yeah, like, we literally okay. just saw a fight last week during qualifying. That's okay. That's true. That's fair. But when was the last? I think the last time we saw was Joey Logano versus Kyle Busch. Like, yeah, yes. Yes, I'm trying to think of others. Um, I think that was at least versus that was Marco Sambras. Uh, yeah, when was that? I think it was like 2015. 2016. Oh, 2016. Either 2015 okay. or 2016. But like, but like, if you look on YouTube, if you look at all the angry, you know, reactions, the time period of like that 2002 to like 2008 time period where you had like Tony Stewart, Robbie Gordon, you know, Jeff Gordon, you have Rusty Wall, like you had all these temperamental drivers and this is when like Kyle Busch was coming yeah. in and Kurt Busch and Jimmy Spencer. Oh, Rageaholic uh, Kurt Busch was that, right in that time period. Right? So like it's just it's kind of funny because I feel like there was a certain time period where uh, where you just had a bunch of hothead drivers oh, yeah. on the racetrack with each other, and it just made it really interesting. Whereas yeah. you don't have that anymore. You only have a couple of drivers who are uh, hot-headed. I mean, I mean, apparently, you know, drivers probably get into more heated arguments than we actually hear or see about. But you know, I mean, you know, we'll have to wait and uh, that's wait fair. and see if uh, if we get anything else this year. I'm sure that I'm sure as the like Daniel Suarez is just fighting people on pit road at, during qualifying. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll see more nonsense happen. I hope we see more nonsense happen. Like NASCAR is always like. Oh, guys, don't do that. But secretly, like Denny Hamlin said this on an interview with uh, Parma Take, they're like, secretly, NASCAR loves it. And I don't blame them. It's publicity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like hockey sure. fights. Hockey's like, hey, no, 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 you cannot do that. Here's five minutes in the box. But they fucking love it. Yeah. As long as no one dies, everything's good. So what would, uh, what would your race be? See, this is tough for me because, like, I could say I would like to go back in time maybe to catch, like, the 79-500, but, like, the racing wasn't really that great back then. Yeah. And it really, like, you know, is the truth. I'm sure I would love to actually go back to some old Riverdale races because I heard Riverdale was just such a cool experience back then. What's Riverdale? Um, Riverdale was the race they would have after the 500. It was a road course in California. Riverside? Oh, it's Riverside, isn't it? Okay, yeah. That was well. Fuck. I was it. like, is there another one out there? No. Okay, I apologize. That's, that's uh, Anthony's favorite uh, TV show. <laughs> Are you thinking about it, Anthony? You thinking about watching yeah. Riverdale? I've never seen an episode. I never will. Sure. I just gave them free publicity. Sure. No, dude. I tried to oh, watch. I'd like that to thank our sponsors, Riverdale, Riverdale, for supporting this episode. Shout yes, out! Yes, thank uh, you so much, Cole Sprouse, for supporting this episode. I appreciate you. <laughs> See his new movie, Five just, Feet Apart, this yeah. week. I'm just going to um, throw that one in there. My girlfriend asked me to go see that. I said, no, sir. <laughs> I said, no, ma'am, but I really in my head was saying no, sir, to That's anyone fair. trying to get me to go see that. Um, <laughs> All right, so moving back to on-topic uh, stuff. What did I say? So let's see here. 
I would like to actually go back to 2001, but there's no specific race I can pick because I could either pick Atlanta, I could pick Rockingham, like the one that Steve Park won. Or mm-hmm. no, Steve Park didn't win that race, did he? The, the first one after Earnhardt died? Yeah. Yeah, he won. He did win that one. I could pick Harvick's win. I could pick the 2001 spring race at Dega, or I could pick the July one. Those are like my four, like I can't pick between them, but it would have to be a race in 2001. I mean, obviously the atmosphere is very different at that point um, after senior's death. And I went to a race in 2001, but I was too young to understand the implications and like what it actually like Dale senior meant to the, um, to the community. Yeah. Cause I was Which like six years old. I went to the Homestead race that Bill Elliott broke his winless streak. Again, I didn't understand how important that win was either for Bill Elliott because I think he broke like what a hundred and fifty win like winless streak Dang. or something stupid. Huh. Like I don't even know. But like I didn't understand though like how important that win was to Bill Elliott. I didn't understand why lap three like was so important to everyone. Like, yeah. I didn't really get it yet. I had just gone into NASCAR and I was only playing NASCAR two thousand one and going backwards on the track, <laughs> so I didn't really know much better. Um. 22 or 27 all right but i guess it would have to be the the, the july daytona race because that's an incredible race anyways yeah and just the fact that like junior and waltrip celebrating there that's one of the most legendary shots in the sport i would have 100 percent cried if i was talking yeah if i was my on. age now and seeing that race back then like that would probably be a tearjerker and like there's just so many races in 2001 that meant so much. Junior winning at Dover after 9/11. That's like, right. Yeah. And, the, and the, having Wilson that. in the car from Castaway. Like, I don't even know. That's just 2001 was probably the most memorable year for all the right and wrong reasons. Yeah. But I mean, when you think about it, like that season could have been so much worse than it was. And the racing was on track was unbelievable. Like everything about that season, the storylines, the racing, the cars were beautiful back then. The paint schemes were great. Wasn't there like 18 or 19 different winners that year too? Yes. So I believe Gluck tweeted that out. It was like, that was the most or Pockers tweeted out. That was the most that they'd had in any season. It was like 18 or 19 different winners. That's Um, still the record, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that oh, was also course. the year that they changed because I when I went to Homestead, that was the year that Ricky Rudd got into a pit road accident and almost killed two of his crew guys. Oh man! And they, that's when they mandated um, the helmets on pit road. Uh, and I remember seeing that, and I didn't understand as a kid like how bad it was to get run over by a car going fifty miles an hour. Yeah. But <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Jesus, oh, that's just. So yeah, I guess that's what we're gonna ask people from now on when we're doing interviews. And I have to remember that. That's a good one. Um, yeah. But yeah, IndyCar, IndyCar is good. I'm going to try and go to more IndyCar races, and I'm going to try and cover it a little bit better. Um, but outside of that, uh, lots of Swedish people at the race also for Marcus Ericsson. Like oh, lots, sweet. Of, lots of Swedes are really happy to see him. There's another Swedish driver. Um, I think that is Felix. Is yeah, I think that is Felix. So it's just good to see Swedes watching IndyCar, you know, just get more of an international like billing to it. Um, but yeah, I think that we can start to talk about ISM a little bit. Yeah. So how about Nolan? Why don't you lead us off in that category? Ooh, talking about ISM. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, I know we were talking about it earlier before that we started recording. Um, the first thing that I think of in regards to ISM is uh, how disappointed I am that Gluck called it boring on his (laughs) podcast. (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm a little butthurt on that because I felt like it was a decent race. I mean, I know Kyle Busch dominated, you know, for the majority of it, but the restarts were wild. The back mm-hmm. shirt, you know, the dog leg was wild. Um, I felt like there was a, a good amount of, you know, some drivers trying to use some tire strategy. I mean, you know, second through 10th and all the way back, you know, there was uh, a lot of comers and goers. Um, I, overall, I mean, if you, if you pay attention to not Kyle Busch, the race was good. And I think somebody on Twitter, I think Matt Weaver, he said something along those lines of, Hey, like if, if TV put a focus on, you know, the drivers in the back and showed more of that racing and, you know, focused on more of the comers and goers that it may have came off as a more interesting race, but it didn't. And uh, that's my thoughts. Even with Kyle supposedly dominated, like when there was, it was like 30 to go and Bush was catching Blaney and, Blaney had just lapped his best buddy and Bubba Wallace and Bubba was like (laughs) holding up Kyle Busch and I was like this is a good race like I I don't know obviously I don't think TV did a good job like like they have an all season what yeah you were saying about what Weaver said I agree with that wholeheartedly but even then like I it was it was pretty good I mean Phoenix or should I say ISM Raceway is one of my favorite tracks on the schedule because I agree even its bad races, which people might consider that as a bad race, was a pretty good race. <laughs> you can just run so many different lines there yeah. too. I feel like, especially for a flat track, that's it's, pretty yeah, unique like, without having to have like that that um, sticky substance on the track or whatever. I would run if we had to pick between the two one mile tracks or two one mile flat tracks, should I say, on the schedule right now with Phoenix and or ISM and. Uh, New Hampshire, I would run... I'd punt New Hampshire into the fucking sun. I would run ISM 100 times before going to New Hampshire. <laughs> I'd allow New Hampshire to have one race to bore me. It's just so I can get a nap in, but... Yeah. like So I, much hate to be, toward New Hampshire. To be fair, Gosh. their 2018 race, race was pretty good. But yeah, that no, does not make up for races. 15 plus years of mediocrity. The the one race that Ward Burton won that was an absolute shit show was a great race. That's one of my all-time favorites, honestly. But that's, again, because Ward Burton won. So, yeah. so not um, to get like, off topic, but with New Hampshire, it's the same concept. The racing in the back is always good. The racing in the front sucks. Always. Yes, and again, that's always the problem with the TV is they're never going to show that because, you know. It's not the leader. I know. The leader has big sponsor bucks to be on TV. So, yep. but, um, but, yeah, you picked it right, by the way, uh, Nolan. You had Kyle Busch. So congratulations. Yes. Yes. All three of us so far this year have picked um, winners right outside of Daytona. Cause Daytona. I was going to say, yeah, we're, we're doing um, good. No, I did fine. I, I did really well. I mean, you know, Martin Truex Jr. finishes second again, almost catches the leader again at the end. Yeah. Um, I only caught the last 60 laps because when I was coming, it, it took me a lot longer to get home. A, I spent two hours after the IndyCar race just trying to talk to drivers. Oh, and I didn't get to mention I talked to – um. Roger Penske got a picture with him and we talked about his cup team. Um, Cause as I was walking up the stairs to go over the catwalk to get back to my car, um, I turned around to like, kind of have like a giddy, like, Oh my God, that's Roger Penske. And like Roger was still behind me as I did that. So I tried to keep act cool and just talk <laughs> about his cup team. And I was just like, so Roger, who do you think is like the best chance to like win a championship in your team? And Roger's like, Oh, well, 
all of them really are very, very good. Like they all deserve it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, and then we talked about Joey Logano, and I have a hate boner for Joey Logano, so I tried to keep my cool as much as I could. But like, you know, I just basically told him, like, you know, you basically like got highway, you got away with highway robbery getting him because like he's so good now, and you got him at the exact right time. And Roger just laughs. He's like, yeah, no, we really, we really made that work. Like, I can't believe it either. <laughs> I was just like. I can't believe I'm having a con a casual conversation with Roger Penske. But yeah, back to the ISM. You picked Kevin Harvick, who actually has looked really bad, honestly, in comparison yeah, I to was how surprised. Kevin Harvick races at ISM. I was very surprised. Like at ninth, I think he finished ninth, which for Harvick is basically like a DNF at He had a good run going at that last um at the end of the race, but I mean for the majority, he was a non-factor. He led zero laps. Yeah. Um, which I don't know the last time he's done that. He probably did that last fall, but I mean, yeah, Kevin was not looking good. It's it's kind of funny because the TV they were all over like oh they were on his dick were, the entire race. Oh, Kevin Harvick this, Kevin Harvick that. Oh, like <laughs> when you like, won nine races it, at yeah. the track, yeah. <laughs> but it's like he it. was. I mean, he was running in the top five. He had a solid run, but. I mean, he kind of put his uh, his foot in his mouth when he uh, at one of his press conferences. He said, mm-hmm. "Oh, I I run here, you know, I run good here, you know, no matter what package we run here." And mm-hmm. it was like, "Ooh, yeah, mm, that, that didn't age well." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it wasn't even real. Sorry to cut you off. It wasn't even really no, no, like no, Stuart Haas um just kind of not perform well because Almirola finished fourth. Actually, well, eh, yeah, where'd Suarez finish? Suarez finished 23rd, yuck. Boyer was, like, second for half the race. I wasn't watching when he was up there then. Yeah. Finished 11th, it's a tough day. Yeah. What were you about Uh, to say, though, Kevin? So, ever since the track went to the new style, like, they moved the start-finish line, Kyle Busch has not lost a race that he's entered. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. I Speaking mean, of which, he won the Xfinity Series race, and that's about it about that race. Chris yeah, Allgaier uh, were trying I'll, to get him, and then I'll they touch on it out. because I watched a little bit of that and then stopped watching with fifty to go. I had somewhere to be, but um, just tough to see Christopher Bell get wrecked out again. Just something that's not his fault. Like yeah. that's just tough. Like I don't like. I'm not gonna say like 13 wins is not a possibility now because it's only been four races, but. That's tough when, like, now you're really focusing on just not wrecking the car every week. Like, yeah. it, it can't be winner or crash. Like, like he's racing. Like, I don't think he's racing a Ricky Bobby mentality, but it definitely sucks <laughs> that he keeps wrecking cars. Like, yeah, you know, but he'll I figure mean, it out. Yeah, he's like, going to continue. He'll be like fine. you said, both wrecks the last two weeks have not been his fault. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, but um, you know what? I mean, hopefully he gets it together. Like, you know, I mean. There's yeah, still five more races that Kyle Busch is in, which sucks. There's <laughs> five more? I thought there was three. I thought that he was entered in seven. Yeah, it's three <laughs> three more in the trucks and then five more in Xfinity. That's just ah, so gotcha. eight more wins for Kyle Busch this season. Congratulations <laughs> on the early victories, Kyle. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I don't think he's racing at Auto Club in Xfinity, but I'm probably nope, wrong. Nope, he is. <laughs> so yep. I'm not watching that race tomorrow. I think I don't know, man. Bell, that's Bell's like his gonna perfect get track. Money that in Atlanta, like tire fall off, you can run the top. 
it just it screams Christopher yeah, Bell. But Kyle Busch is in the best car, so and he's it's, the best driver. Is, so. But is is he though? I mean, yes, yes, he is in the best car. I mean, at Phoenix, he wasn't. Christopher Bell was. Christopher Bell was like outrunning him at certain points, but I mean, Kyle just kept it very close. I don't know like who was keeping who close, but they both were running equally fast laps. Yeah, that's okay. That's fair. I I, I would say they're an equal. I feel they're like they're an the equal. Top. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm going to just toot this horn. I'm just going to say like, I want Kyle Busch in there just to see Christopher Bell beat him because that I agree. Just shows, that's, fair. that's fair. That just shows Toyota. Hey, get this kid in the cup car. We need this kid yeah. in the cup car. I mean, yeah. he's beating the best driver you have out there. Like yeah. what else do you need? <laughs> I will. I will say something from the extended race that we didn't even touch on talking before the episode. Ryan Truex finished second. Yeah, yeah, he did. Like, I I have not been very high on Ryan Truex. I don't know. I just thought he was been yeah. Kind of weren't like, you talking an average last episode? Ah, uh, maybe. But like, he impressed me. I'll, I'll I'll give it to him. I think he. I think I read they added a race to his schedule. He was supposed to not run until September for Las Vegas, but I'm pretty sure he's running Kentucky now. That's good. Yeah, good for him. He, I mean, second place finish. No, give him more rides. I was very upset that he didn't get to honestly, like, you know, continue to be full time this year. But I mean, hell, if he can get second place finishes and like, you know, Kyle Busch is the one winning, he might as well have won the race. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, with Ryan Truex, I thought he did a really good job with the Tory Racing. But when he announced he was going to um, college racing, I was like, yeah, it's not going to work out too well. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm but in Xfinity, like colleague racing is an out is like an outside looking in. Only need a couple good races to really get into the chase. Yo, that's wait, hold on. who is it that? Because I can't find the standings right now. It's driving me nuts. Isn't Ryan Sieg like he's had top tens at every race? Dude, year, Ryan Sieg's been on fire. Yeah, he he's he said it's the most fun that he's been having like in his whole race. And he's career. still racing in the same car that he always has been racing and yeah ryan sieg is at the moment he is 10th in points wow but he has he, one top five which is like better than you can anticipate for him i mean yeah. it was a daytona but still i'm <laughs> i think ryan sieg, he's above haley briscoe and rcr either like a technical alliance or something they have a new connection but that's it's still like the fact that ryan sieg is showing like hey all i needed was just a car that mm-hmm. I can race and I can get you finishes in the top ten. I can oh, yeah. like, keep you in this. Is that I'm gonna mm. North Carolina Duke game is not looking good for me right now. No, it's Duke no, it's is really not it doesn't good. get better. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, they just yeah. got an offensive foul right now. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean shouts out Ryan Sieg. Great. Just uh, just having a solid season. So All far. the Ryans, I hope, honestly. I hope he keeps it up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> shouts out to NASCAR Chasm for like that Ryan <laughs> shirt. I I might get one of those. <laughs> I have That's awesome. It. I've I've highly considered it. I'm looking to add merch to us though. I'm trying to get some. That'd be sick. Some merch for us, but we'll see what happens there. Um, but going back to Cup. Um, shouts out Jimmy Johnson. He finished top ten. Yeah, he, really he had a good, a good run. race. Really needed a good race, and he had a solid day. Led four laps. I'm sure that was during pit uh, exchange. Uh, got more points than Kirk. Probably, Bush, so. or might have been on a restart. Where he I mean, eighth place years. is what you needed. I he was the highest finishing Hendrick car, which is something that we should be used to saying, but we haven't said it. So yeah, long. like yeah. 
Oh, like, and I want to give a shout out to Austin Dillon. He was having a great run until he had to pit with like five or ten to go, which was yeah. unfortunate. They just didn't get the car filled up with fuel on that last pit stop. Dude, RCR, like every race this season, has been in contention for like a top five, and something has gone wrong towards the end. Yeah. Uh, it's un- it's unfortunate. Hopefully they get they get everything. Like again, winning a NASCAR race, and you can ask Martin Truex Jr. this. Like it it takes a lot of going right because like when you're a car that's not one of the top five cars, like everything has to go right. Yeah. Like it's just so tough to win, and it shows. That's why the same drivers keep winning. Um, also shout out to Ty Dillon, finished fifteenth. I don't even think anyone realized that he finished on yeah, the lead lap in fifteenth. Another underdog, uh, Matt Tift, yes, was Matt the highest Tift finishing the uh, front row motorsports car. Finished only a lap down. Um, you know, that's just, he needs to have solid days like that. You know, just get just get exposure. Like, good for him, honestly. Almost was better than Brad Keselowski, who had a very wow. strange, weird day. I picked William Byron to have a good day, finish at 24th. That's tough to see. Yeah. I, uh... Bowman Late in the race when Kyle Busch yeah. was... Yeah, he blew a tire, like, twice. That sucks. Late in the race when Bush was running down Blaney, Tiff got in Blaney's way, and a bunch of people on the red were like, oh, what is he doing? And I was like, wait, guys, you got to realize Matt Tiff was on the lead lap until that point. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even know that. I was like, wow, what a great run for him. Oh, okay, so Keselowski had an accident on lap 65, apparently? Yeah, he blew a tire, went high, Ryan Priest had wizardry again avoided that wreck well uh, it hitting. didn't pay off the whole day no, he, he wrecked later but that's yeah I, I heard that one on the radio yeah which i still love mrn so much i'm so glad i found an affiliate in tampa that 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 plays the races on, on radio yeah, he, yeah it was weird like he was coming off of turn one and two was about to hit the wall overcorrected slid uh down the track and suarez was right there and like it wasn't Suarez's fault. It wasn't even... Yeah. I mean, technically it was Priest's fault, but, like, if Suarez wouldn't have been there, he was fine. Just kind of ran out of room. Well, um, but, yeah, besides hey. that, I'm trying to think of any... Uh, Denny Hamlin got a t- quiet top five. Yeah, no, that yeah. that seems to be happening all season. You know, I mean, that, that car... The, the sexier the car, the better that Hamlin does, mm-hmm. clearly. I think we figured out how to get yeah, Hamlin's yeah, sure. Um. Yeah, just a shame Ryan Blaney. Like, that that was a good race. Again, I didn't catch anything until, like, 60 to go, but that was a good race between um, Blaney and Bush. They got a little antsy with each other for a second, but, I mean, Blaney held on well for a guy with only two tires because he just fell off a fucking cliff after he got passed. So he gave it everything he had. I thought it was really funny that Truex's team with, like, 15 to go said, yeah, you're good, just go. Just go get it. (laughs) Like, Truex quietly made up 12 seconds, it felt like. That was crazy. It was not. Yeah. Especially with how tires were being, uh, you know, they were affected by, you know, like with blowing and stuff like that with the Mm -hmm. the couple ones that we had. Um, Truex was just, just chipping away at it. It was awesome. Yeah. I feel like literally every race this season, if there was just two more laps, we'd have a different winner for every race. (laughs) Um, Maybe not Daytona because I don't know. No, if... Daytona too. Honestly, I mean, you yeah, never I, know what could happen. Yeah, you never I know. Mean, but like, they were getting runs on that last lap. Like, that's they true. just, you know, it's only six cars. They probably would have wrecked two more times though if we gave them two more laps. <laughs> yeah, but like um. Truex almost beat Brad. Uh, Brad almost beat Joey, and then yeah, Truex, Truex was coming. Truex was really chugging along there at the end. And I, um, I expect to see. I know we're not necessarily there yet, but I expect to see more of the same this weekend with this new package and Auto for Club. Sure. 
Um, yeah. Also, Ryan Newman finished 12th. Ryan Newman has been quietly very solid this year. Roush has been solid this year, man. Um, let me just see here one second. Stenhouse is like 10th in points. Yeah, Ryan Newman's 17th in points. Um, as far as... I want to see how many laps, like... Lead lap finishes, Ryan Newman has three. I mean, he got a lead lap finish at Daytona with a broken car. Like <laughs> Ryan Blaney has one lead lap finish, and it was last week, by the way. Damn. Yeah. He's Damn. been really unlucky, though. No, I, mean, I know. He's been running well. Like He, he should have won Atlanta, to be honest. Yeah. Like He was out front until that caution came on pit road, screwed him on pit strategy, and then they mm-hmm. had a loose wheel or something. Is there anything really surprising in the points that you're noticing at the moment, or...? Stenhouse is still top 10, but he has climbed down a little bit. So we'll see. He's starting well again this week at ISM. And I think because it's drafting, he's going to have a great day. So no. At Auto Club? What did I say? ISM. (laughs) Yeah, they're going back to ISM. Haven't you heard? (laughs) Yeah. Back to back West Coast swing, baby. I really need to get some sleep. I feel like Um, Larson being in sixth, that's a little bit of a surprise. He's been quietly very solid again. It's yeah. it's just like Denny. He's he's just quietly there. Yeah, Larson started thirty first at ISM. Mm-hmm. That's why I was joking with Chip about it. Like that's why I was <laughs> like, "Hey, Kyle Larson's gonna win today." He's like, so he ended up what sixth, and I think he might have gotten stage points in every stage. Probably. I, I doesn't say stage points on Racing Reference, unfortunately. I think. Uh, but no, he, not. it just gives you the total that they earned. And Kurt too. He finished seventh. Um. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, just solid for Chip. I mean, just keep getting it. This could be a. This could be the weekend that Chip honestly gets that win this year. So. Yeah. I agree. All right. Anything else about uh, ISM? You guys want to uh, rank it? Uh, I'd, I'd like give a, it a seven point two. Wow, oddly specific. Yeah. I'd say 6.5. I didn't watch enough of it to really give it a rating, but the ending was 7, so... I voted yes on a good race poll. Yeah, I, I, I would have voted that. yes on a good race poll out there. I mean, again, I would have liked to have seen the whole thing live instead of having to watch replays. and Like, it, it's it's highlights. ISM. It's hard to have a bad race there. It's, I mean, especially no, it's just very a... easy to have a bad race. Um, see the years that Kevin Harvick led, like, 300 laps. Hey, we don't talk about that, all right. <laughs> no, but, the, I mean, it is an exciting race. I mean, yeah. you know, there's especially always a possibility like, of... Lately, I don't know what the transition was, but, like, they just had really good races, especially with the new playoff format, like the elimination. <laughs> like, every fall race has been amazing there. Since Daytona, we haven't had any, like, restarts out um, inside 20 to go, I think. Uh, that's good because NASCAR is allowing the you know the races to finish. Yeah, you're right. Naturally. Every 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 race we've had a pretty long green flag run, at least to where yeah, uh, Vegas was a great um, green flag run at the end. Yeah, all stage Which three was on green. surprising for what it was, but you know, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll probably get that at Auto Club. Talking. Yeah, <laughs> that one's that one has the potential to be a shit show. So we're let's transition to that so we're going to auto club this weekend it's a race i typically look forward to every year um last year we had i believe truex won that race if i'm not mistaken yeah by like 12 seconds yes not really the best of races unfortunately last year which was a little disappointing but now this year with the new package um i believe this is the brake duct atlanta package that we're going to be seeing no it's actually the the vegas oh lord (laughs) yeah oh lord but like 
that should be interesting. I, I think the wider track and you know multiple grooves will help it a lot. Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited nonetheless to see it. Um, to see what's going to happen. I haven't caught any really of practice. Have you guys seen any of the practice sessions? I think they only had one. It was for qualifying, so no one was really showing the race stuff. All right, yeah, so I have it. Hopefully, we can see some drafting. Like, I mean, I've I've read rumors that this is not going to be drafting. We're going to see the old tandem packages back with like, like one know? car's one car is pushing really hard, and one car is like they're fucking going. I read that too, but it wasn't for Auto Club. It was for Talladega. I heard it would be Auto Club. Oh, I don't know. I I don't think so, but I I mean maybe that, I'm wrong. That would be crazy if it was. That would be that'd be something for sure. I mean, huh. this race has more of the potential to be like the truck races at Michigan, which I I'm not opposed to. I think yeah, those I have had some of the those. best finishes that you that you can honestly have in trucks. Like you know, trucks always have pretty decent finishes, but those those yeah. have been wild. Yeah, um, Wednesday night I actually watched the uh, the iRacing series. Yes. Oh my god, that I mean, race I, was I watched phenomenal. The, the last two laps of that one, I just caught it on Twitter. But like, geez, Louise, if that's the racing we're gonna have on Sunday, I'm all for that. That was crazy. Be, yeah, like they wrecked the last like 20 laps straight in that race. But <laughs> besides that, like it was great. Blame racing. it on lag. That's what I do all the time in Apex. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think I'm just I mean, gonna I'm gonna hold my comments until after the race because I feel like I got my hopes up for Las Vegas on how the racing was gonna be and it just did not pin out. So I mean it's cool to speculate. That's totally fair. But it's like yeah. it's like I just don't want to like go in and be like, Oh, I'm expecting, you know, two car tandems and then it just not happen and you're like, Well, that sucks. I think for sure, um, it's gonna be very um it's very hard to get your hopes up for this race, but I mean, Auto Club is going to have insane restarts no matter what happens. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. We saw four wide at Vegas with this package. I, I don't. And even, they were very stable. Like I don't even I want to begin to speculate what is, we're going to see this week. The banking's not as um uh, advanced. It's not as sloped at Auto Club, so I'm not sure how much that's going to help with the grip that's going true. into one because they do have faster speeds in the corners, or at least that's what they're saying. So, I mean, I wonder if that's going to affect them, like, in one and two, like, going in there at such high speeds. Because I know three and four, you have to worry about the bumps in there, because that's been a major problem. Yeah, and uh, even today in qualifying, like, Chase Elliott spun out on his own. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Yeah. I don't really know what to make of that. Maybe he ran out of talent. Wow. (laughs) Classic Chase. Rest in peace, the entire audience who was watching Yeah. Oh no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chase Elliott fans. But search, search your feelings. You know it's true. <laughs> He's probably gonna win the there's, fucking there's, race. There's now. gonna be a fucking riot outside of your house, Anthony. Just probably warning you. Yeah, all four Chase Elliott fans that live in Tampa. <laughs> I actually oh. saw a Chase Elliott fan today. Oh really? Uh, no, I, there are a lot of NASCAR to... fans at um at uh St. Pete, and a lot of them like Blaney. A lot of them like Elliot. So it's pretty much between those two guys. Makes sense. Yeah, I was at a tire or tire kingdom because I thought I had a flat tire. So Shouts out tire there. kingdom, no free ads, but yeah. And, uh, and there was a, I think he worked for Napa, but like he had a Chase Elliott hat on. So I was like, well, he's at least. I mean, Chase has got the sickest swag in my opinion, besides like Blaney. So yeah. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't look like a thirteen-year-old puked on his on on his uh, gear. So, 
Yeah. When you're not, when it's not the Mountain Dew scheme. Um. So let's see. Qualifying today. Oh. Okay, so we can talk about that. Um, I didn't really. I, I I was getting updates from Gluck, but every like I love the weather and like the picture of them all stopped on pit road and they're just yeah. like it's everyone's uh, favorite game, JPEG or Broken GIF. Yeah. So for those who didn't get a chance to watch qualifying today, they got their rounds one and two fine. Everyone made a lap, but round three, everyone waited so long because the way they do it with the, the the new package and the big tracks, they all draft off each other, so no one wants to be the first one out. Course and not. you want to wait to be, you know, the last person to get the biggest draft, and not a single person made a uh, lap because no one made it to the start finish line to get a time. Dude, so and ridiculous. it all reverted back to round two, which Austin Dillon won. So Austin Dillon has his second pole at Auto Club Speedway. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was bad to the point where NASCAR came out an hour later and said, okay, we're not doing this again. So at least they're classic NASCAR in there. At least they're reactive on that sense. Classic, classic NASCAR. Like, oh, well, oops, you know, let's just change this immediately. No one will notice anything. I remember, I remember seeing when they first announced the, uh, how they were going to, they were going to keep doing the, the knockout qualifying, even with this drafting package in place. And yeah. someone said, I would be mad at this decision, but I have zero confidence that it's going to last the entire year. Of course <laughs> not. We are five races into the season. It's already gone. This is like the overtime line. Like, yeah, no, this is, a, this is something that we've created in response immediately. Oh, it doesn't um, work. Oops. Oh, yeah. Please. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not too mad at this thing just because one it's qualifying and it like and it obviously does matter but it's not like like the overtime line that genuinely pissed me off especially oh, that was the dumbest thing ever because you already had an overtime called the start yeah. finish line like it, you, why would you, you make it halfway it down the backstretch black and what white is the checkers. thought process in that that i remember they, uh when jim was t- one at dover and I was. I was that is there. The only what a race. fun race! I walked. I was the only race so against the wall that day. I have ever watched where I went to bed angry right after. I literally was like, I am so pissed off because I'm a Larson fan, and he had that whole race until the last caution, and then Johnson <laughs> got him by. He never had a chance to get him back. I legit went to my room, just laid down in bed, and went to sleep because of how pissed off I was. It was just. No, that was just boiled down nonsense. Yeah. I'm so but, glad that rule has been changed. Yep. This is another thing. I've been I I have said I'm pretty much anti qualifying at this point. Like I think that the system is just not right for what they run on the racetrack. Because drafting I, for qualifying just doesn't yeah. mean the fastest car is going to win the poll. It just means that the that the guy who's in last is gonna have the fastest lap time. But I think it's I think it's so fucking funny that that this happened. It's basically all these drivers played themselves to the point that no one gets a lap time, and now Austin Dillon gets the pole, which is which is fine. I mean, good for him. Ryan Newman starting sixth. I mean, you know, I I would love to see Ryan on the pole, but whatever. Uh, Jimmy starting eleventh, Stenhouse in twelfth, and Stenhouse is going to be a guy all day, especially the fact that he's starting middle of the field that you have to look out for. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. Um, he uh. I expect I'm not gonna actually I'm not gonna say anything until we get to our picks. That's fine. Thirty-eight cars in the field this week. Um, Joey Gase in the sixty-six. Garrett Smithley. I feel like someone mentioned like who would be in the seventy-seven, and some kept saying Garrett Smithley. And surprise, surprise, our boy, boy yeah. Alex's friend Garrett That's makes it sweet. in. So good for him. And then is Parker gonna, back? 
in the 96? Yeah. I don't see a 96 car here. Oh, dang. The 27. Wait, the 27's in is Reed Solson. That's right. That's the other open So Jermaine car. Racing brought their second car this week, which is fine you know i mean <laughs> Sorensen gets a chance Jeremy to Lynch do something the second car i missed that whoops yeah yeah the 96 isn't doing which I, i'm very surprised the 96 is not here this week this would have been a fine race for them to enter but i guess you know it is auto club yeah, it's across the entire country the, the probably cross. like you know, you know save it for a different i think race. that's fine i, no, I think they'll do. be back at texas because i know texas the spring race there has like the third biggest purse for some reason so all the open teams... Everything's like bigger in Texas, including the money exactly. that you win. Yeah. And the disappointment for the race, but... Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, Let's repave it and make it suck even more. Okay. Let's take turn one and make it even bigger. To, like, to be fair, it's I love building Texas, and I get why they had to repave it, because the weepers were just such a big problem. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but, like... Why? No, fuck them. They can't. It was do a that. good track. I don't know why they wanted to change it. This happens all the time with repaves. The re- the the post repave race is awful. Usually, usually. Yeah, I mean, I was okay. I went to Texas for the first race after the repave, so the one Jimmy Johnson won in twenty seventeen, and mm-hmm. no one knew what was going on because it was just a fresh track, and that was actually a pretty fun race to watch. I will say that was good, but I feel like that's been the only. Race, I would vote yes on the. So Joss's last win, is it? What? No, nope, Dover. I think Dover. Dover that's yeah, right. Dover. We all walked away. Yeah, the, the one where I went to yes, bed. Yes, that's angry. the. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're <laughs> right. You literally just mentioned that brain fart on my part. All right. Um, anything else? Uh, qualifying wise, you guys want to talk about? Um, oh, C- Kurt Busch. God bless Kurt Busch. He was trying to make a lap time on his own with no drafting help. I, I assume it could probably because he was getting sick and tired of um, like the 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 just waiting, playing the pissing match with everyone. Yeah, like, fuck it. And um, he unfortunately didn't make any time with it. Um, he ends up starting twenty first tomorrow <laughs> or on Eesh. Sunday. But hey, I mean, shouts out Kurt. Watch him just go through the field. Now he knows what his car feels like in open air. So I mean, maybe (laughs) that's an maybe it's a tactical advantage. Who knows? I was hoping he would uh, be the only one to lay down a qualifying time in round two. I thought everyone was not going to make it. That would be great. Kurt Busch wins the pole based on nobody ran a lap. The messed up thing about that, though, is I'm pretty sure everyone in the top 11 from round three at that point would have still advanced, which doesn't really make sense because they didn't put down a lap. Um, I think that's how it would work. I'm glad we really don't have to worry about that again. Yeah. It's just a big headache that really doesn't need to happen. Hopefully this gets fixed. Ah, Duke made a comeback. It's 40 to 39 now. This is going to sound really funny tomorrow if Duke loses very badly. Um, but I need them to score five more points for me to feel comfortable. Oh, true. Um, all right, you guys want to get down to picks then? Yeah, I'm down. We're moving, we're moving a little quicker than I thought we would, honestly. I thought this was going to be like a two-hour episode. So, so far, right. we're making good time. All right. All right. Um, well, Nolan, since you got the pick right last week, uh, why don't you go first? Who's your, uh, who's your dark horse? All right. My dark horse, I am going to choose Ty Dillon. Um, oh, yes. So... And the reason behind it is because he's he ran really well at Phoenix with the top fifteen, 
And I feel like his rookie year with Jermaine Racing, he had moments of greatness. But his sophomore year last year, he did not. Like, it just the team struggled. So yeah. with that finish, I am polling for him having a very similar season to his rookie year. Because I, I like Ty, Dallin, Ty Dillon. Wow, Ty yeah. Dillon. Nah, I like him a lot. More than Austin. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, my dark horse is going to be Ty Dillon. All right. All right, good pick, good pick. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another top fifteen. That would be such a confidence boost for the guy. That would uh, be Kevin, funny. why don't you go second since you won't hang out with me this weekend? All right, yeah, yeah, no, no problem. I'll, I'll do that. Um, I don't even care if this guy doesn't count as a dark horse. He's, I don't think he's a favorite to win by any means. So I'm gonna go with dark horse. I'm gonna just go with Ricky. That's I think Ricky really not dark horse, but okay. Well, that would who be a picked, yeah. I'm gonna pick Chase, yeah, someone sleeper. picked Chase Elliott as a sleeper last week, and I was like, yeah, but Chase Elliott is a sleeper. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil it for the game, but something funny just happened. <laughs> oh man, better not be, it, Zion's knee better not be popping out of it. It involves Zion. That's not funny. That's not nothing that Zion does is funny if it yeah. if it involves Zion. It might be scary. I don't want to see this. Oh wait, was that Zion's? I don't know. Um, if it looks like a grown ass man that like against a bunch of children, then yes, that's Zion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm gonna go with Ricky. About that, I, I mean, he ran great at Vegas. I, I don't think I can allow you to make that your dark horse. I'll let you be that. I'll let that be your sleeper, I guess. I'll pick. Wait, how did is I pick it another funny sleeper? that he made a three pointer? Is that what was so funny? No, because I've never seen him shoot before. So. <laughs> um. Oh, wait, no, it was a North Carolina shot. Never mind. I just looked up oh. and Zion was on the big screen. After yes, he, he usually will be. Wow, tie it. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is actually kind of funny. I see yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> um, you want to make Newman? <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, sure. Fuck you, no guy. I fucking played myself. I uh, you played yourself. <laughs> I'm going to go with Newman. He's been really good. 12th last week. RCR is... Wait, no. Uh... RFR. It's on the comeback. Yeah. Newman as our sleeper. Alright, well, whatever. Alright, well, I'm surprised no one's really taking this. Uh, well, your dark horse was Newman. Your sleeper will be someone else, but my um, dark horse is going to have... Because I picked him as a sleeper once and, is he, and he betrayed me. So I gotta pick him as the dark horse this time. I gotta go with the other Dylan. Austin Dylan starting from well, the Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold if up, I can't pick up. Stenhouse as a... Dark Horse, Ricky and you can't Stenhouse pick Austin Dillon. Actually, a, 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 okay. No, they are on the That's... same exact deer. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Kevin Hart, or, um, wow. He's the pole sitter. You can't make him yeah. Dark Horse. <laughs> <laughs> so what, is he Dylan a fucking Ricky favorite Stenhouse now that he's starting the same on the pole? Level. <laughs> you can't make him a Dark Horse if he's on the pole and it isn't a restrictor plate race. <laughs> Okay, fine. I'll take <laughs> Daniel Hemrick. I'll take his teammate. All right, that's that's fair. Daniel Hemrick starting 17th. I really hope, I mean, you know, again, this is the whole thing that these Xfinity guys that just got called up have the experience with this type of package. Maybe he has an idea of how his car works. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Hemrick has been having quiet, solid runs. He doesn't mm-hmm. have the finishes to back them up, but he's gaining experience each race, and I hopefully... A top 10 would be just an unbelievable day for the guy. I mean, obviously, you'd want to win, but, you know, you got to keep building and building and building, and hopefully yeah. Hemrick's able to build something. So are we snake drafting this? Yeah. All right, cool. So my sleeper is um, Austin Dillon. Right. No, I'm kidding. Um, I can't do that now. 
my sleeper, my sleeper, my sleeper. Okay. Would you guys cons- I hopefully you guys consider us a sleeper, but you know, someone who maybe not a lot of eyes are on because he's not really been there all season, but you know, he's he's hanging out, you know, Clint Boyer. I I would like to see yeah. Clint Boyer. Like you know, yeah, I think that's fair. I think Clint um, you know, he did he, he ran well here last year, I think. Um, um I'm looking right now. Hold on. I think, I think that he, he had, had a top um, I think he had a top ten. He was running really well and then problems happened, but then he was able to rebound. Clint Boyer finished eleventh last year. Um, you know, I mean, I assume he's gonna he's gotta really kind of progress as far as Stuart Haas goes, because like Almirola is starting to really solidify himself as the, the number two guy there. And yeah. Boyer is probably, you know, I'm sure that gets under Boyer's skin a little bit. You know, he wants to be the number two guy, or you know, obviously you want to be the number one guy, but you know, yeah. Kevin Harvick is I thought we were thinking Suarez was number one. Hold on. Oh, yeah, no, fuck. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. He's the number one contender. He's the number one yeah, contender. You're right, like, you're you don't right. fuck with that guy. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, a, 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 a win for Clint, because he won at Michigan, uh, albeit under, uh, you know, rainy conditions. But even if, you know. He was up there the whole day. Yeah, exactly. He was there. He didn't just kind of fluke it like Busher at, at Pocono. He was just, he was d- genuinely there. You know, I would like to see a big win for for Clint Boyer because nothing, nothing would say a solid day at Auto Club than Clint Boyer getting drunk in LA. Ha! Damn right. He would probably, like, not be able to handle that. Dude, I'm waiting for him to win at Kansas and his liver just gives out. Because he will yeah. party harder than oh, I man. think. Clint Boyer is one of my favorite partiers. Him and Blaney just absolutely going in. Love it. Yeah. So Clint's my sleeper. Uh, Kevin, who you got for your sleeper? Is it gonna be? I'm gonna stick with Stenhouse. You know, okay. like top ten in points. I guess. Yeah. I guess he can't be a dark horse. That's fair. No, no. He yeah. He can't be your dark horse, but sleeper is fine. But yeah, He's like, starting tenth tomorrow, I think, or on Sunday. Around there, yeah. Maybe maybe twelfth. Something like that. He um, is in 12th. Yes, 12th. Sorry. But, like, he ran 6th at Vegas with the same package. Albeit, I expect the race to be a little bit different. I expect them to be a little bit closer together just because the track's wider. And I feel like the run, mm-hmm. especially down the long straightaways, the leader just, you know, gets blocked and everyone can suck mm-hmm. up behind. But, uh, yeah, I think, especially with his aggressiveness, like, I think this package definitely benefits that, especially on restarts. So, I can see Stenhouse having a solid day. I agree with that one. I mean, also, he's going to make the most aggressive, I think. Him and Chase are going to be very aggressive, especially on restarts. I could see Ricky knowing, like, hey, especially if they're not able to pass as easily as they'd like to on green flag runs. um, I could see Ricky making the more aggressive moves on restarts. I did hear, though, um, that they are not able to go... Like, I read this in a tweet, I believe... Um, they're not able to stick full throttle the entire time just because of the drafting. They get too close to someone's like back bumper. They don't want to wreck them. So it's like, oh, they have to sense. Like, yeah, with the throttle a little bit, which is nice. NASCAR is kind of run on throttle control, believe it or not. Nice. Oh my God. My friend just texted me and said the Rams punter has thrown 14 more NFL passes than all the Dolphins quarterbacks combined. <laughs> so that's nice. where the Dolphins are at right now. All right, Nolan. And that was my little sad Dolphins corner for you. All right. You guys prepare yourselves for my sleeper. I am prepped. 
hoodie wear. Uh, like maybe. sleeper, like he's gonna be asleep on pit road and wreck someone. <laughs> no, he's gonna try and he's gonna try and pull on pit road and wreck everybody. No, um, in all seriousness, my sleeper. I don't know if you guys are gonna allow this one, but I'm gonna try. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Kyle Larson. I thought no. you were about to say Kyle Busch, and I was about no, to. Absolutely. I'm not gonna allow that, especially. I'll allow it. What are we talking about? Kyle Larson <laughs> doesn't want to race in one of these tracks in two years. I think I'll allow it. But it's it's two mile, Kyle. Yeah, but it's a different package now, and he's starting. Fine, I'll he's starting fifteenth. He's not really a favorite. <laughs> Fine. Sweet. I'm so excited <laughs> right now. You guys are <laughs> that. Thank you, Anthony, for having my back. I appreciate yeah, I'll, that. I'll uh, remember I'll, that. I'll, I'll remember uh, that. I'm no, only mad because I was gonna pick him as my favorite. Well, okay, so I can I see how he could be like the favorite, right? But yeah. I feel like I mean he hasn't been in victory lane since, you know, two thousand seventeen, so it's hard to pick him as somebody who is a winner and if he a, hasn't won. Yeah. And it was a different wow. car. It was a different car that he won in, a different Chevy. It was a different package, and it's just different style of racing then. So, I and, mean, yeah, this is a sleeper for me, too. And I feel like if he wins, then we can kind of put him back into that favorite category again. Because I right, feel like, you know, if, you know, he was in a favorite category in 2018, but eventually mm-hmm. he faded away, and, you know, he kind of went underneath that sleeper category. So, Kyle Larson yeah. it is. Boom. Yeah, All right. no, I'll allow it. I will allow it. But if he does win, you can't pick him as a sleeper anymore. Okay, that's fair. I will accept that. All right, cool. All right, and now you get to pick your favorite. Oh, boy. All right, I've got a reason for this one because I know it's probably going to be another cheap shot, and I get it, all right? But hear me out. I'm going to pick Kyle Busch again, right? Oh Here's why. Fucker. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Kyle Busch won his first race at Auto Club. Okay? Yes, his first I, re- ever. I recorded it on VHS. Yo, it's a huge <laughs> deal. What are we talking about with Kyle Busch right now? What's the hot topic? 200 wins. Yes. Could you imagine? Unfortunately. Because here's the deal. Because NASCAR tends to have weird situations like this. Could you imagine Kyle Busch winning his 200th win at the track where he received his first win. I think that'd be pretty cool. And that is the reason why I'm going with Kyle Busch again. How are you? Are, you're assuming he's not going to win the Xfinity race? No, he is going to win the Xfinity oh, race. No. 199. Stop it. Stop it. And then that, and then he's, he's at 198 right now. Is he? Not? No, he's no, at he's 199. At oh, he's going to win the Xfinity race. No, stop. Yeah, he is. He's going to ruin <laughs> nope. it for everyone. If nope. Kyle Busch was smart, and it, he, he wouldn't and if win. NASCAR was smart. They would just kind of fuck Kyle Busch for the rest of the year, and then Kyle's 200th win comes at the Daytona 500 next year, so he can finally get that big, like 200th win, and also finally the big race. No, that. Kyle Busch <laughs> runs well once every five years at the Daytona 500. He's cursed for the next four. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I'm just <kidding>. I guess. <laughs> He sucks at the Daytona 500. He just got lucky last uh, last couple were uh, this past one. Yeah, you know he just didn't wreck out like everyone else did. Yeah. So that's, that's it, nice. see, that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> exactly right. what I'm saying. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Busch wins. He always seems to just do so well on that Interstate Batteries car, which mm-hmm. is low-key becoming like such a memorable scheme in this sport. I mean, the original OG like Interstate Batteries, Dale Jared, J- uh, I almost said Jay- Jason Labonte, um, <laughs> fucking Bobby Labonte, like those Interstate Battery cars are legendary. But this one, this crazy-looking zebra fucking car. Kyle keeps winning in it, and it just keeps growing on me more and more every year. It still kind of looks gross, but like I'll, I allow it to exist. <laughs> I hate it. I'll be honest with you. I, I hate that paint scheme with a passion. It's. I mean, that's fine. But, it sticks out. But, but I agree with you, though, Anthony. I agree with you that the more that Kyle Busch wins with it, the more of an iconic paint scheme it's becoming. Exactly. Yeah. So I agree. Even though I hate it, I agree with you. I agree with you. Beautiful. That's all I ever asked for in my life. All right. Um, Kevin, your your favorite? All righty. So my favorite was going to be Truex, but he did Ooh. not make round two of qualifying. He did not. He had a tough day. Yeah. So I and I hate picking like drivers that won at the race last year, and it's like, oh well, they're my pick this year because that's all like NASCAR.com does with their preview show. Pretty much what everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think we stick with the theme of a new winner for the season, as in we'll have five winners in five races. He was. I'm not going to say robbed last year because it was his fault. But last year, Kevin Harvick had the fastest car throughout the entire weekend and wrecked racing with Larson, like, stage one, and never had the chance to really show what he had. Mm -hmm. And I think this year he gets redemption on that. He's starting second. All he has to do is pass Austin Dillon, and that shouldn't be, you know, that shouldn't take more than half a lap. Yes, because the race is won on lap five. Correct. And then... I don't know. I just feel, I'm just feeling Kevin Harvick again. Not at not at ISM Raceway. That's fine. Kevin picks Kevin. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks in a row. You know, right. Nolan's picked Kyle two weeks in a row. Let's see if. So if my favorite. I promise I won't pick Kyle next week. <laughs> promise. I mean, you're allowed to, but we're gonna start like making fun of you if you keep yeah. doing it. Hey, but I will keep racking in the wins. So that's fine. I'll just pick before <laughs> you next time. I'm gonna. I'm going to change the rules for who picks first. <laughs> nah, I'm just fucking with you. Nah, Look, no. Kyle Busch isn't going to win like 10 races in a row. There's no fucking way. This is going to sound really stupid if he does, but whatever. <laughs> All right. So my favorite for this week, you know, he's starting in the top 10. You know, I, I think that the trend of new winners is over. We're going to have a, a guy that we've already seen victory lane this year. And I think it's someone who's going to benefit from this, hopefully from the drafting but it's also someone who's had, you know, mild success at this track. I think that Denny Hamlin is going to get his second win of the season. I Whoa. think that Denny's career that has been a little bit... going with that. I was, I was expecting the words Joey Logano to come out of your mouth. I was expecting no, Brad Kozlowski. No. <laughs> physically win a race in that AAA car, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, Kozlowski's not, not in the uh, It's too though. pretty of a car for him to be in victory lane with. So... But His then again, first... he did finally win a race not in the um, yeah. normal scheme this year, so there is a possibility. But I, in all good conscience, I cannot pick Joey Logano. It pains me too much to do some shit like that. So Denny is going to win this one. Denny, you know, he's had some good times at Auto Club. He's had some really bad times at Auto Club. 
But I think that, um, you know, Sunday come come late in the race, Denny is a guy that you have to constantly keep an eye on when it comes to the restarts. Like, he is not the most aggressive, but he's one of the smartest. He picks his lanes. He knows which ones are going to get the run. I mean, this is a guy that has over 30 cup wins. He's looking for that. He's Hopefully, he gets the championship this year. I mean, obviously, that's far ahead of us, but... Denny's hungry, and Denny has had some good runs this year. Just keep it going. I'm picking Denny to win the race on Sunday. I, I right. think that's a, All right. a solid pick. And Xfinity, I'm picking Kyle Busch. <laughs> Are we all picking Kyle for Saturday? I'm, I'm, I'm picking Christopher Bell. That's fair. It's going to be either Kyle Busch, Christopher Bell, and if they wreck each other, then Kyle. I would like to see Austin Cindric have a good day. He really needs to stop fucking up. He actually won stage one in the Xfinity race last year. Oh, well, or not last year, last week. It was with strategy, okay. but... Yeah, yeah, strategy is a little different yeah. than actually, you know, running well. He at least held his line and said... I should have asked Roger when I saw him. So, Austin Cindric kind of fucking sucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys should have... You should have went after Briscoe, my man. Yeah, I... I should have uh, just, I should've just like, grabbed his... I should have just grabbed, like, his shoulder and just been like... Chase Briscoe, man, you really missed the ball on that one. Isn't uh, you should try to explain that to Tim Sindrick. <laughs> yeah, isn't Tim Sindrick like, the, like, vice president of Penske Racing or something? Is that who I saw then next to Roger? Because there was a Roger. guy I recognized next to Roger with a mustache, and I was like, damn. I don't know nice if he's mustache. like a crew chief. I know he's high up in Penske in some form or fashion, but that's how Sindrick has the connection. Well, whoever I saw with a nice mustache, sick mustache. Shout out. <laughs> um, all right so those are our picks um anything else we're looking forward to for the the weekend um see how the new package plays out i guess if it it's looks like constantly any... yeah. the new package i mean this is the first week this season where we've had a repeat package <laughs> all right yeah, Oop. I'm 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 with Kevin on that, and I'm yeah. I'm just excited to uh you know go racing. I feel like the season has actually been pretty solid, and yeah. uh, we keep we keep seeing rating increases by the way, which yeah. are awesome. Yes, um, that's a big I'm, that is a huge deal. That is I'm very huge. Happy to see that. So I really feel like that that we've we've bottomed out, and we'll be able to kind of you know hopefully start growing some. But just I mean, fair warning, you know. Uh, the the racetracks are still going to be pulling out stands because not enough people come. But yeah. like you know, we're still you know at least we're not like seeing ten percent decreases and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So here's one thing I want to say about that. So like oh, I'm a huge baseball fan, and what's happening in in baseball right now is extremely upsetting to me. Um, it's kind of what happened when Bill or Brian France took over in 2003. He noticed the decline in the ratings. So to counter the decline, he made changes. Those changes caused more fans to run away from the sport, causing more of a rating spike and then constant changes therefore out. Rob Manfred is literally doing the exact same thing NASCAR is doing with making changes that he shouldn't be making that is causing the integrity of the sport to change a lot. Yeah, I saw and you tweeted out something about the like was so, it three batter rule. Yes, it's a th- minimum three batter rule that a pitcher must face. Now, I am not a huge fan per se of 
the like constant pitching changes, but they mm-hmm. make sense. You play advantages. You play yeah. the lineup. If there is a left-handed batter, you probably should throw in, I believe, a le- yeah, left-hand pitcher. It's lefty, lefty, righty, righty. Like you just want to play those advantages so you don't have someone coming up to bat and hitting a fucking automatic ding dong. Like you just don't <laughs> want to see that. Like yeah. again, it's another thing. Like with he wants to get rid of shifting. Why? You have to try and get these batters out of their comfort zone. Otherwise, they'll be hitting fucking 400, and then you have other problems on your hands with, well, no one can really figure out how to adjust these guys. Sure you can. You can make shifts in the infield. It's I'm just not a fan of what's happening in baseball, and it's uh, it's not a direct correlation of what happened to NASCAR in 2004, but I can see it getting to that point. Obviously, it's a slippery slope. But it's a very big possibility. It scares me. It worries me for the future of the sport. I hope, I really, really hope that like someone can just shake Rob Manfred and just be like, look what happened to Brian France. Look what <laughs> happened to NASCAR. Don't let this happen to you. Or maybe we can just get Rob Manfred really drunk and have the cops pull him over and get rid of him that way. I mean, that, that's Dang. always that. <laughs> what, uh, what, do you, what would be like the worst thing that Rob Manfred could do that you could actually see happen. Five inning baseball games. Holy He's shit, already, that would be horrible. He said that's a possibility. Ooh. He said that? He said there's a possibility of shortening the schedule and making games shorter. Dude, like, no. he doesn't like that they take so long. Here's an idea to make games not as long. Like, I get the pitching changes, but batters constantly calling time. Don't let batters call time anymore. I know this isn't a baseball podcast, but for fuck's sake, do not kill my sport. Like I, I like, Oh God, I love baseball. It is the, it is just like, there's no postseason that is more romantic than baseball. Like NASCAR only wishes it had a postseason. Honestly, I agree with that. Like I can't think of too many sports where I physically like get emotional every time, like in baseball, I, I just, I'm so into it. Like even with or without the Red Sox in the world series, like, when the Royals won, when the Cubs won, like the yeah. Indians having the opportunity, like even like if it comes down to the point where the Yankees are in it and I'm just rooting for the other team in the National League to go get it, like, fuck it. I just love Major League Baseball playoffs. I like so how just, it's so you know, uninclusive or inclusive, whatever the word is, like inclusive, maybe or ex- ex- exclusive. No, like, like, you, so there's only a limited amount of teams that make like 10 out of 32 make it. Yeah, there's 30 teams in baseball, and or no, 32. No. 30. No, there's 30. 30, and yeah. So 10 eight 30. teams technically, well, 10 teams technically make the yeah. playoffs now the with the card. wild card game, which is a thing they could do, like fix, where I said they should have a three-game series for the wild card series rather than a winner-takes-all, because you know me, I hate winner-take-all systems outside of football. I think that they're stupid, like even in basketball, like, I get that March Madness is fun, but like, not always the best way to determine the best team in basketball. Um, I, which is weird because I don't like it. I don't like the single elimination game for baseball, just because I think the the yeah you play 162 games is so, so long, long, and I feel yeah. like it shouldn't just come down to one. That's why I don't necessarily hate it. And NASCAR, like, I I like the NASCAR playoff playoff system that it is now. I'd rather have it like it is now, like full send with mm-hmm. all the with all the gimmicks rather than just reset the points with 10 races to go. Cause I feel like that's kind of just lazy. Yeah. Um, and like, especially now cause it rewards, you know, doing good stuff in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, the yeah, for baseball, I don't know. I feel like I'd be happy if they just got rid of the wild card game. I, 
I mean, like, it is still hectic as hell, and, like, we've had some incredible moments, especially in the National League wildcard game, I feel like it's just far more entertaining, but, like, you know, I there there's such memorable playoff moments in those games. Then again, I'm not like a huge baseball fan. I really don't. I I, I, I eat shit and breathe baseball. So NASCAR really is like just a passion project. Baseball yeah. really is the passion. Okay. Um. So with the with the major league baseball changes, do you feel like a lot of sports are trying to kind of uh, you know grasp at straws to try and bring in oh, yeah quote, exactly They're... millennials, but even though millennials don't really care about sports you know as much yeah. as you, do, uh, you know because i feel like no matter what changes you make people are either gonna like it or they're not exactly you know i mean every sport is just trying to catch up to football and have the drama that basketball has but you know i mean the on-court product for basketball is still like nba is still fantastic like i don't give a fuck if the warriors keep winning like clearly they are because they're the best team like you know, all it takes is just one injury and then it becomes a more level playing field, but the, they're still putting on a show. Yeah. And that's pretty much what you want. Like, the NFL is just like, it's like gladiators. Like, it's popular because we can't look away from the violence. But, yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing. Football like, I think... is just, I'm, I watch football for, for fantasy and gambling purposes. Like, if NFL Red Zone did not exist, I wouldn't really be caring so much about football like I do. Like, I'm a Dolphins fan. I put those games on. They make me cry, and that's about all that I can go with it. With NFL Red Zone, I can watch all the games. I can gamble on it. I can watch. Uh, I can keep up with my fantasy, and it's just another opportunity for me to like stay up to date with it. But other than that, like you know, football is just—I don't know, man. There's so much fucking shit going on with it that just pisses me off. Um, that's why, like, farce. With like other sports, I feel like NASCAR has such an advantage, and it's kind of a weird. Uh, dynamic just because we've changed stuff up so much like over the last what 15 years oh yeah that now like because you see other sports trying to do it too like you know baseball's changing up hockey's changed its overtime rules the last yeah. few years but i mean hockey is pretty solid at keeping their fan base there like they all really like the changes i feel like hockey is more in tune with its fan base than like nascar baseball is right now NASCAR baseball has no idea where their fan base is at all they have no fucking clue because like yeah. like there is the old people that like it but there are so many young people who really want to get into it and it is just they're making it more and more difficult like one thing that really pisses off baseball fans is you cannot post highlights on twitter outside of like the mlb account oh like, hmm. they yeah i think that they've changed that i'm not sure but like that's a huge problem like when the boom of the nfl and like and and nba when twitter was like coming up like those sports fucking boomed because of like the highlights yeah. being able to just like post videos on there and shit but like baseball's stupid and it's run stupidly. Especially, like, but, like, with scheduling, like you said, baseball, like, thinking about shorter schedule. Um, like, NASCAR has the ability to do whatever the fuck they want with their schedule. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, especially just because it's so... not. I don't think the schedule is bad now, but, like, if they shortened it a little bit, I don't know about to, like... I've heard rumors of, like, they want to make it end, like, Labor Day weekend. Which I don't think I think it needs to go a little bit longer. I Baseball don't, or NASCAR? NASCAR. Um, the and season like, is very long. I'm not going to lie. It is, but I think I that's. It. I think it could definitely be shortened a little bit, and hopefully. Oh, that's one thing. I've uh, I read something that they're releasing the 2020 schedule. The target date is on April Fool's Day. 
Dude, no. Are you No, kidding? like, legit. That's what the article said. Oh, my God. That's going to suck. Like I know, because they're going to be like, all right, here's, Na- here's Nashville, here's Iowa, and people are going to be like, shitting us, because it's April Fool's Day, and it's not going to have that raw reaction. We'll so, see if Alex's predictions are correct yeah. or not. That's very close. Yeah, That's it, much closer. It's a big one he was saying, but yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm also but like, oh, it's like the Rick and Morty episode that came out on April Fool's. Sorry, what were you saying? No, I was just, I was just kind of, you know, reiterating what you guys were saying, and uh, hoping that we see some big changes. Yeah, like, Frankly. imagine maybe. Okay, I don't think 2020 is going to have the. Uh, I think it's still going to be 36 races. That's what I've been hearing. Um, but. For like 2021, like literally, they can be like, you know what? We're gonna make it 30, 32 races. We're gonna run two midweek races. Season's gonna mm. end mid October, and I feel like mostly everyone would get on board with that. To be honest, that's fine. I mean, you know, like you got. I mean, the people me, that are like, just give I, me I the want- same amount of racing, please. But that just means I have to work harder on this podcast. So hold on one fucking second. <laughs> You know, unless I can get an intern to start fucking like editing these things for me, like you know, I, like, I definitely don't want it to be shortened too much. But if we can avoid NFL, uh, especially yeah. like down the stretch, the NFL, like if we can end mid October around there, I think that would be cool. Yeah, it's very tough for me to to have like three televisions running at once to exactly. watch NASCAR football in red zone, and it's like. Just even with once football starts, especially college too, like you can't. I mean, you can run Saturday night races, but they just don't do great. Like the Martin, not the Martinsville race, the uh, the Richmond race, the playoff race this past year got like a 1.0 rating. Ugh, yeah, that was a good race. To be fair, it was on like NBCSN, and it would have done a lot better on primetime, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Saturday night Martinsville will be fantastic. I know Nolan, you weren't a fan of that, but what Saturday night Martinsville? Who was was it? You, Kevin, that didn't like the night racing at Martinsville? Or no, I, I I've been advocating for a Martinsville night race. I don't know who said yeah, they didn't no, like I, the, I the, the, the idea of a night race at Martinsville. Literally, summer night race at Martinsville. Put it on prime time. May have it like mid June. Sparks flying. Oh, that would baby. be fucking sexy. Yeah, I would I, I would I, drive down to Martinsville and attend that race no matter what. Yeah, I I, I probably would come up for that too. That that's unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. And All like right. give them give them their other spot now in the playoffs because that's such a good race. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like there can be a lot done, but hopefully, yeah. when we're talking about the schedule release and what two weeks time, it'll be mm-hmm. it'll be good. All right. Well, I guess that's pretty much all. Um, you know, we're gonna go ahead and talk about uh, Captain Marvel and the Marvel movies. So, oh yes, right now at this point in the episode. I am giving you the only warning that I will give you listeners. If you have not seen Captain Marvel and you do not want the movie spoiled for you, stop the podcast now. You're not missing anything else. All we're going to do is nerd out at this point. So (laughs) if you do, again, if you do want to see Captain Marvel and not have it spoiled, do not listen to this part of the podcast. The episode's over. I'll like, you're not even missing any music at the end. I'm just going to play some random hipster folk band. So don't worry about it. Also, um, if you haven't watched the new Avengers Endgame trailer and you want to yes, see... Yes, we're also going to be talking about the new Avengers Endgame trailer. Like, Don't watch it yet if you're trying to hold out. Yes, if you are trying to hold out, like, don't listen to this either because we are going to discuss that theories and all that shit, okay? Yeah. So this is your only warning. All right. 
So Captain Marvel, what did you guys think? I liked it. I know for some reason that like people haven't been too high on it. Me. And I I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. I, I liked it better than Ant Man and the Wasp. That's fair. Like I liked okay. it leave, better than leave. I'm out. Done. You're All done? Right. <laughs> You've well, been, thanks for uh thanks Nolan for joining us this episode for out now. Like I <laughs> Nolan. I uh I probably liked it better than Black Panther, to be honest. Whoa, okay. That's like, that's, that's bold. I thought Black Panther was a little overrated. Like I thought yeah, that it could have been better, but like I didn't think Captain Marvel was better than Black Panther. I thought Black Panther was like had some of the best choreographed scenes. I think Black Panther is way overrated and Captain Marvel is a little bit underrated. Well, oh, Captain. Okay, there is no underration at all with Captain Marvel, though, because it's been yeah. I don't think any of these movies can be the only underrated Marvel movie that exists is like maybe the Incredible Hulk. Whoa. Well, I, I mean, in terms of like the fan like audience ratings, I think I went on uh, Run Tomatoes. It only had like a like fifty five or sixty five audience. Wow, it was score, that I was like, Oh, yeah, audience so, score. I was so. I don't listen to the audience score. The audience score is always just filled with like butthurt people that actually rate movies on the internet so so with that and not being political or anything like that but i guess brie larson made some political comments that pissed off a certain group of people and so they trashed the ratings essentially of course oh. that's the same thing that happened to amy schumer on netflix to be yeah, fair, the amy whole fucking... so this got a 79 percent <laughs> on like critics and i i listen to critics more than i could listen to the audience um like, 79 is actually better than, like, Avengers, like, Ultron. It's better than, like, Incredible Hulk, Thor 2. Um, just, just off the top of my head. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was better than Age of Ultron, but Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron was, was a 74%. That's my second favorite Marvel movie. You're fucking kidding me. What? Really? I, I, think it, I think that is the most underrated Marvel movie out there. I think, it's, I think it could have been so good if the plot wasn't so convoluted. I had to watch it a third time, honestly, because the second time I still couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on with, like, Vision and all that. Finally, on the third watch, I figured out, like, all the little subplots and everything that was going on, but it was just, like, weird. Like, it just developed these character relationships that just weren't there in previous movies. Like, fair. I don't know. It had its moments, but it also was just kind of, like, I don't know. Um, Going back to Captain Marvel, it had... It, it's the movie started out fantastic actually i think that the, the 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 opening sequence into like until brie larson gets to earth like i think it was telling a very good story it was kind of getting as someone who's seen asians of shield i knew that the kree were bad i already knew that the kree were evil like in this show they they like do they were the people who created the um inhumans and oh, they wow. tested on humans back in like a long, long, like tens of thousands of years ago. And like, I don't know, you neither of you have seen Agents of Shield, right? No. Yeah. They're the whole no. backstory with the Kree is very important. Like they're in multiple seasons. They're oh, always no. the villains. So I knew that the Kree were somehow like I mean, you could also tell if you watched any of the Marvel movies that Ronan the Accuser was a Kree and he was a like very like Yeah, that's was I was like, evil. there's something off. So I didn't really know what to expect with the scroll. I think that the, the makeup for the scroll was fantastic. I think that, like, as far as the movie's, like, bright points, 
the score was one of the best scores Marvel has ever had, in my opinion. I think it was very like late '80s, early 2000s, just weird sounds and just oh yeah, cool like daft punky noises. I really liked that about it. It was definitely very not good as like the, the Guardians time. soundtrack and all that. The, but no, like... the Guardians score was fine. The soundtrack was better, obviously, but yeah. like the, as far as the score goes, the soundtrack for the movie I didn't like that much, to be quite honest with you. But Marvel is not really sure what to like pull out of its hat with like soundtracks too often, unless the director is like James Gunn or something. Like I, again, uh, the like the oh, soundtrack he's coming back. Did you guys yeah, see that? He is. He yeah. is. I'm very yeah, happy for that. So, Thank God. He so really good. they really needed him for that. Yeah. Um, like the soundtrack for Black Panther is fantastic, but that's also because I love Kendrick Lamar and I think it was probably one of the most unique soundtracks to any movie. Like, I don't know. I really enjoyed that one, but. The special effects for Captain Marvel were pretty spot on. The fight scenes I wasn't too huge on. There, the fight scene at the end of the movie between like all like the um like the the um the Kree versus Captain Marvel like Brie Larson fighting all of them. I thought that was really well done. I thought that was a great fight scene actually. But everything I else her. I just kind of was like eh. Like even the one like where she's <laughs> fighting the grandma on the train. I was just kind of like ah. Eh. Some of this is good. Some of this is kind of like, uh, I did like the Coulson switch though. That one was that pretty was cool. cool. My, uh, Coulson's one of my favorite characters. So I think my biggest gripe in terms of like the fighting in the movie is that one where they're on the spaceship and like, she finally got all of her powers. Yeah. I actually like that one though. No, I didn't. I thought the music okay. choice was horrible. Oh, it the music like, again. That's just on the soundtrack, just being like not as good as it. Yeah, could. like I, I just didn't thought it, it. I didn't think it fit the scene at all. I, if if you wanted to go like late '90s fight music, you should have played like "Let's Get Ready to Rumble." That one, that would have been fucking amazing. If they played "Can't Stop" by Red Hot Chili Peppers, like that probably would have worked unbelievably well. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt they could have done there. I was like, yeah, oh, they well. didn't have a lot of like the iconic '90s that we're all like super yeah. familiar with it had just kind of like this weird yeah just i don't know but i mean i guess that's what they were going for for like you know a more um women-based movie or whatever i mean yes either way like it could have been better in that regards it left there was like more like to be desired is like the best way i can put it um but brie larson was a fine captain marvel i saw a lot of people saying like oh you could have had this person you could have this person it's like yeah, but you had Brie Larson, and she did, like, a really good job. I and, thought she was great, yeah. Yeah, I think that she was fine. She brought her own little flair to the, the character. Like, you know, she was a little goofy at times and very serious at others. I thought that she wasn't the most realistic pilot when she wasn't, um, like, Captain Marvel. She wasn't the most realistic, like, Air Force pilot, but she was oh, definitely, like, I believed, like, her role, like, her character as, like, just kind of, like, someone who is, like, a brave soldier but has no memory of anything yeah. she all she knows is this Cree lifestyle it was believable enough like i i bought into it but everyone else kind of felt too just not fleshed out enough other than like um fury and ben menlison's character which was the scroll which I okay. don't think you realized that, did you? That Ben no, Mendelsohn was I like Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn was was um he in like his human form was um Fury's boss. No, like I don't know who that is in real life. Oh, yeah, he's a great actor. He was in. Did you see Rogue One? No. Have you seen Ready Player One? No. I don't have culture, so. 
Have you seen any movie where there's a heroine? Yeah, he was probably that heroine at it. Okay, because he was typecasted for the longest time as just the drug addicted guy. Now he's typecasted as the villain, so it was actually really cool to see like him not like like they totally pulled us like again. If you didn't realize that the 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 Kree were bad. Um, they totally pulled a switcheroo where Ben Mendelsohn was the good guy, and that just never happens, like with Ben Mendelsohn. So that was really nice to see. Like he's an incredible actor, but he's always the villain. He plays a great villain, don't get me wrong, but would have liked to have seen a different role for him. So I'm I'm happy that happened for him. I loved how they included the uh, Tesseract. I thought that was really yes, cool. that was really cool. But it was bothering me mid movie because I'm like, wasn't the Tesseract always on Earth after Howard Stark? Yeah, so, like, they gave it to with, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything, and I guess, Mm -hmm. um, Project Pegasus, whatever, that lady got the hand of, held of it. It Uh, made sense why she had it, because, like, it's, it's the space stone, and it gets, like, it it can move them distances, so I guess the entire Project Pegasus was to just, so what I assume is that Captain Marvel, and I'm probably very wrong about this, her powers derive from the Tesseract. Yes, no, you're right. Okay. Uh, because I'm assuming that, like, the core that one lady uh, made was derived from the Tesseract, therefore, mm-hmm. yeah. It was very interesting. That was another thing that bothered me in the movie. Like, she's about to shoot, like, this engine. Like, does she know that this is going to, like, blow up in Brie Larson's face and make her, like, superhuman and also fuck with her memory? I think she was just trying to, like, be a hero and in the moment, and the other guy had a gun into her. And he was acting like a dick. Yeah, so. that whole scene bugged me because then also he's just like has the gun pointed at her. She's got it pointed at him. She puts it down and then picks it up and has like ten seconds to decide to shoot this engine. If Jude Law had any balls, he would have just shot her immediately. And then the whole movie is solved right there. That scene could have been done so much better. It was filmed like a a Disney cartoon way. It needed to be filmed like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Agreed. But um, that was another qualm I had. The, the the biggest thing for me was it was so fucking easy for people to find each other in that movie. Like, too yeah. easy. Yeah. Like, like I it, it takes place in 94. Like, GPS wasn't really, like, to that extent where you could find someone in their house. Like, like when the scroll found her, I don't think that was ever explained how he just found them at um uh what's Rambo's house? Like I didn't make Yeah, much no, sense. they just showed up. It was like, oh cool, we're really here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was really weird how everyone was just finding each other so easily. That was just kind of a problem I had with the movie that was just annoying me, but didn't really take away from too much. It just kind of made me like kind of go like, eh, over why? Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it's a it's a fine movie. I it definitely the end credit scene was a little um not lackluster but felt just kind of sloppy the which one the one where um she shows up just behind oh, okay. them like, i mean it reminded me a lot of the ant-man post credit scene where it was literally just a scene taken from civil war mhm cuz i'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be no it was this one didn't seem like it was taken straight from like, I feel like they have to touch this up because it wasn't really done as well as it could have been. Holy fuck, Zion just had a massive dunk. Yeah, no, Zion almost just slipped and like died doing that dunk too. He needs to be very careful. He doesn't rupture his Achilles doing. What's that your shit. score at? Uh, I'll tell you in a second when it comes back. Okay. Fifty nine, fifty eight. Dude, right. their sixty third point was 
Sick. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm glad Zion's getting me some uh here. Um Nolan, uh, I feel like we haven't asked or did you actually leave? No, no, I'm still here. <laughs> I said, fuck, I, I'm gonna feel bad. <laughs> no, hey, you guys, you guys are fine, and and when we, I'll talk to you guys after you know Craig is turned off. Um, but um, yeah, I'm still here. I'm listening. Just like I said, it's like listening to my like own like to another podcast. And I'm just all right. Well, I mean, I didn't know if you had any. Oh, okay. I see what you're absolutely murdered the bucket. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, that yeah. man is good. What a man! What a man! What a man! What a beautiful man! Oh wow! I'll, I'll okay. be honest with you guys with the the whole Captain Marvel movie. Um, I've kind of lost my hype because of the Infinity War trailer. Yes. So, so like, we can go I'm into that to the next thing. <laughs> um, Captain Marvel. Oh, I actually did like Goose. I didn't think Goose was really just kind of one of those lazy, just kind of like fan service things. Like Goose was actually likable. Yeah, that was fun. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought that it was like just literally a cat the whole movie until oh, the fucking tentacle porn came out. I of didn't know mouth. what the fuck a flurkin was. I thought that was just like their name. I thought it. that, yeah, I was like, okay, so these things are afraid of cats. So it's like the mummy, like where the mummy was afraid of cats. Um, yeah. But That's yeah, I no, that. when the tentacle porn came out of the cat's mouth, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is legitimately happening where this thing's going to eat everyone. You know what it was? I know you haven't seen the new Star Wars, but there was a character in it with tentacles and massive teeth that basically just ate people for fun. Like, that's what I thought of from The Force Awakens. Like, was that cat? Was that just like a smaller version <laughs> of whatever that monster was? Um, yeah, th- there was one CGI, though, where the tentacles came back into the cat's mouth that was very poorly done, and I noticed that. Don't think uh, that I didn't notice that, Kevin Feige, but I did. That's Feige, how dare you? <laughs> I mean, they can't get it right all the time. But Oh, <laughs> and one more thing. The makeup for um, Ronan was was wrong. It was very wrong. Yeah, I don't um, know what the hell. I was now, like, obviously, is that Ronan? Progr- that was Ronan. That yeah. was Alan York, too, like the guy that played Ronan. Huh. in guardians of the galaxy which he didn't even seem like he gave a shit like he that was the laziest acting i think i've ever seen like ronin in guardians of the galaxy was acted like i thought that was a pretty well job well done job by alan york he didn't even he looked like he was just coming for the paycheck at this point yeah like, i don't know it, it felt very lazy the makeup felt lazy for him and that final scene he's just like yeah nah, fuck off yeah like that final I'm scene gonna, is like we'll I'm, be- We'll I'm be back gonna... for the girl, and then like you can see by no, you know, you watching the other movies that came out before. It, I legitimately said happens. out loud during the movie, "No, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna die." And you know, Ugh. unless there's a Captain Marvel two that covers up another. Yeah, Captain Marvel two. She kills and brings back to life Ronan the Accuser. Literally. Um, it's kind of just like Sylvester Stallone in Guardians two. It's like, yeah, you're here, but why? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> one remembers that. Yeah. Solo was in Guardians of the Galaxy too. He was just there with yeah. Bing Rhames. But um, yeah, that Endgame trailer. Yes. Yeah, so that. So my friend, um, Andrew, shouts out Andrew. I know you're listening to this. Um, he hit me up with the his thoughts on the trailer, and he said. At first, I thought they were doing a montage with um, like the flashback scenes, but what if they're teasing time travel? I think there is going to be time travel. There has to be. There's yeah. no... The, he's been saying this whole time, and I agree with him, the quantum realm is going to be such a major part of this movie. 
and time travel. And he's saying like the remember the white suits at the end of the trailer, those are yeah. the quantum realm suits, like and they're so sexy, by the way. Yeah. Those are oh, so nice. They're so nice. Cool. Oh my god, I love them. You don't like them? No, I I say I like them. Oh, I thought Kevin said you didn't like them. No, I love them. Yeah, no, I think it looks Kevin, great. Kevin, you don't like the white suits, and you hate Martinsville at night. <laughs> Jesus, you're just you're don't just you a, put that evil on me? Dude, just you're just the worst. I'm gonna cancel you next. Damn. Who have um, we canceled so far this year? I've canceled um, Martin Truex Jr. I've canceled. Did I cancel Ricky Stenhouse? I don't uh, think I did. I don't think you, no. There was one other guy. I'm pretty sure you canceled though. Yeah, no, I canceled three people by accident at this point. I can't even remember. Oh, Mar- Michael McDowell. I think I canceled. That's yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I definitely canceled him. Um, yeah. and now I I might be canceling you. Who knows? Correct. Um. Oh, we forgot to talk about F1. Fuck. You only eh. touched on it a little bit. We honestly nothing's happened yet, so it's not like... we'll talk about it on Monday's episode. But um, yeah. I mean. The trailer, like, it just keeps getting me more hype for it. But the fact that they had, um, they had so much of Jeremy Renner in the trailer gets me more and more excited. Yeah, Hawkeye's gonna be big. Well, Ronan is gonna be his name in this one. Right. Yeah. He's not the accuser. He'll just be Ronin. Yeah. I, I, it's just so sad because I real, I, I, I think, like, I'm almost certain that his wife and his daughter, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's the only explanation to him going like vigilante and like just being super emo yeah. and shit. Like it's the only explanation. I want to see God, how that, like, I just Natasha really hope finds her though, or finds him though, because like he looks like he's just in some random Asian city, and then Black apparently that's supposed Widow. to be Tokyo. No, that is Tokyo. Okay. That's definitely Tokyo. Like Marvel. Like if I had to guess, he like because. Wasn't in Doctor Strange one of the um, like the, the sa- sanctums? Sa- sanctums was in yeah. Tokyo. Ah, uh, yeah, it was. Because I have to assume that Wong or whatever his name was, um, and I can't, it is Wong. I'm not trying to sound like racist here. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Wong. I know okay. it's New York. I think it was London, and then it was an Asian city. I don't know if it was like yeah, it's it yeah. might be Bangkok actually. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> that would be where I think he probably like went off to to go find them. But sense. who knows? I mean, I'm just like speculating at this. No, point. like honestly, that that's that makes the most sense out of anything I've heard. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, the quantum realm is going to be huge. My friends think like that's how they're going to be able to re- reverse things. But the the one shot that really stayed with me is like I think they were teasing the final fight scene. Which looked like a very dark scene, not a lot oh, of lighting. Captain America. Captain America's wearing his full yeah. old suit. That could be the final fight scene. I don't yeah. know though, because I still they haven't done anything to show whether or not Tony Stark is coming back, and I think anyone with a brain is gonna assume he's coming back. Wait, what do you mean? Cause like every scene in the trailer has been Tony in space dying. No, no, he's in the he's in the white suits. I did not see him in the white suit. That was yeah. Jerry no, I swear, I swear, he's in the white suit. No, I'm, he... I, I'm looking at it right now. Hold all on, right. let me see this. Because I didn't see him in there. No, he's in all. there. All right. Well, that's unfortunate. That yeah. now you've ruined. That. Nebula's there too. Yeah, that's how I'm thinking. She, he's gonna get saved. Is like her somehow. 
Now, I don't know how they're going to get from space to... Uh, Here, I'm looking right now. I'm looking right Whatever it takes. Yeah, there's, there's Captain, Captain America, Marvel Paul Rudd, Nebula, to... then Jeremy Renner. I Oh, yeah, fuck, you're right. God damn it, he is there. Uh-huh. You motherfucker. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, Marvel. You've ruined everything for me again. I've heard that they're only all the trailers and all the promo they're going to do is only going to be first 15 minutes of the movie. Please just make and it's it... a three hour movie. Yes. Okay. So are you guys okay with a three hour runtime? Oh, dude, make it fucking 10. I don't give Thank a fuck. You. I cool Thank that. you. I don't understand people who are like, oh, make it shorter. It's like, buddy, if you're worried about piss breaks, bring a fucking catheter. Like this is like what 20 movies we've been waiting for this moment. We've like, been waiting 11 years maybe it'll be 12 at the time I forget. like the point of the matter is we've been waiting so long to get to this end game point like yeah like like in fanny war i said should have been longer like it felt long enough but it could have been longer and i wouldn't have cared i agree like, yeah it, it, it's like movies like this you you can't worry about it. you just gotta put the art on screen and just go for it yeah like oh man um i'm mad hype that movie yeah i uh i already have like my schedule play planned out around it so the tickets haven't gone on sale yet obviously or at least i hope not my big's not gonna be in florida when it comes out which Uh, is very unfortunate he'll be in he'll be here in like june i think and like i would go see it that uh thursday night like the opening night but Mm -hmm. i have a test that friday morning so i'm just gonna see it friday night yeah, I'm going to try and see it, like, opening night or something. I don't know. I'll there's, probably, like, six probably... movie theaters in this area. I think I could go find something. Yeah, because there's the uh, there's the Talladega race the, uh, that weekend. Arca is mm-hmm. that Friday, so I'll probably go watch the Arca oh, race. Oh, wait. Arca then... is running the spring. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. That's going to be an absolute show. I'll probably try to shoot. Oh, like fucking A, Duke. What are you doing? 8 p.m. show. And I know. Oh, actually, it's getting better. Well, yeah, they just had a bad play. I know you're ahead of me. All right. Well, is there anything else about the the trailer in Captain Marvel we want to touch on? Um, I like at the end the the little Thor and Captain Marvel interaction. They are going to (laughs) fuck. They are going to fuck. Maybe this is the sex scene that Marvel movies have been missing this entire time. Yeah, because that's what everyone's been asking for. Yeah, because remember how well that went in Watchmen. Was that an actual thing? Oh, yeah, no, there, there's a three-minute sex scene in Watchmen. It's very uncomfortable. Hmm. It's just... Malin Ackerman and um, the most forgettable actor of all time, Jason Patrick, I think his name is. Interesting. It's either Patrick Wilson or Jason Patrick. Like, they're they're almost interchangeable people, yeah. in my opinion. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's about it. All right, cool. Well... I have a lot of editing ahead of me. I have some dinner that I need to eat, but uh, until then, we'll see you next week after Auto Club. I've been Anthony. I've been Kevin. I've been Nolan. And thank you for listening. See you next week. See you guys.
if I see Zion like 361. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're a minute ahead of me, so please do not like unless yeah. Zion breaks his leg and it's or someone like God forbid dies. <laughs> I mean, like, Duke's you know, what please, two for two on getting people hurt this season. Yeah, please let games. me know like if some serious gruesome injury happens because I'll All just right, turn I'll off my know. television. I'll let like, you know. I'm, I'm not. I almost passed out when Gordon Hayward did that. So. Oh uh, yeah, I'll let you know. All right. Um. I don't even know how to do this intro this time. I never know how to do these intros. I honestly hate doing them. <laughs> so it's so difficult. Nolan, you want to give it a shot? <laughs> um, if you want to lead, if you want to lead the intro, you can. Because we all know I tried last week and didn't go well. What's uh, up, everybody? Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> all right. Well, do you want me to try again? If you want, I, um, I can, no, I can, I can do it. Or if it. you want to do it, if you, I it doesn't bother me. I know I don't talk that much, so you know. <sighs> Let me think what I can say about um, like oh well, hang on. Let me get my oh shit. Am I being when demoted I, when already? Did I start recording. Nine. Uh, we start at nine nineteen. Okay, so I need to start my clock at four minutes. Wait, are you recording? The, what's up, I've man? Been recording. Is there uh, is there no trust on the? There's always uh, trust. Oh, I don't know. No, man. I always trust Nolan. So you gotta give me a shot, and then I, and I got taken away, man. I'm heartbroken. You really want to do this again? No, I'm just fucking <laughs> around. Oh, Whatever you want, man. You're you're the you're the ringleader. What am I at here? It's nine twenty-four. I started this recording at nine nineteen, so I'm five minutes behind. All right. <clears throat> uh, oh, there's my paper. Thank God. Okay. My notes. My beautiful, beautiful notes. No time to say hello, goodbye, my notes, my notes, my notes. Just combine like five songs into one. I'm honestly very impressed with myself. Are you guys still there? Christian Leitner looks like my girlfriend's dad. I thought you were about to say your girlfriend. I was about to say <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, I got uh, it. I'm turning gonna, on dick mode, guys. Let's just intro at Kevin's expense. All right. <clears throat>